Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's talk about uh, the Friday games for round six and what around this one was. Some big controversy, some big uh, injuries that have two main guys from two clubs missing the rest of the season. We talked about that in the last episode. If you want to go back and listen to that, the Thursday preview, we talked a little bit more about Adam Dewey and Jaden Braley and their season-ending re-injuries of their ACL. Uh, we'll talk about the Friday games in this one. The first one being the Bulldogs and the Rabbitohs. Now, look, unfortunately for the Bulldogs, they're going to miss uh, Josh Adokar for the next few weeks. South Sydney as well, they've got some big injury blows. Isaac Thompson, he's going to be out for a little while. Uh, Alex Johnson is already out for a while, um, obviously with his injury, but they're also now missing Isaac Thompson as well. So they've got two wingers out going into this weekend, which is absolutely massive uh, for South Sydney. Uh, Tane Milne obviously took the spot uh, of Alex Johnston. It'll be very interesting to see who they put in um, for Isaac Thompson now as well. It'll be very, very interesting. Latrell Mitchell, he celebrated his 150th game while scoring his first hat-trick for South Sydney. That was awesome. He had a really big game in that one. Uh, And I was sort of looking for him to sort of run the ball a little bit more in games, and he certainly did that in this one. I thought his support play was first class, particularly the Cody Walker try when he does the offload down the the blind side where he scored uh, two of his three tries. Um, He was sensational. His support play was great. Uh, The way he ran the football was outstanding. Um, Yeah, he was fantastic. Latrell Mitchell really good game for him. Uh, The match started well for the Dogs. He scored the first try with a lovely play from the scrum. Uh, And look, the Dogs, you know, at the start of the game, you sort of thought that this game was going to be a little bit competitive from them scoring the first try. Um, But obviously then things turned sour. Josh Adokar comes off the field 10 minutes in. um, And then obviously the Rabbitohs go on an absolute rampage. Uh, It's a syndesmosis injury for Josh Adokar. We were sort of talking about it at at the start of the round. Obviously, just after the game, we were sort of discussing, you know, what this means, how long he's going to be out for. It's going to be a long recovery period. It's usually six to eight weeks. If he has surgery, it's eight to 12 weeks. So he's a massive, massive stint on the sidelines here for Joshua Carr. We were sort of also talking for him as well, you know, is he going to be available for Origin going uh, into game one for Origin? Uh, it doesn't look likely that he's going to have time to prove to Freddie that he deserves to be picked in the side, which is really sad because, you know, the form last year, uh, the form going into this year as well, it certainly um, you know, spoke that he is definitely ready you know, to come back into this New South Wales Blues side and they were sort of missing him in, in the last series, so they're really going to miss him in this series as well. If he doesn't get selected, it doesn't look likely you know, with the time that he's going to be on the sideline, 8 to 12 weeks. By the time the 12th week rolls around, it'd be pretty much time to select the teams. Uh, yeah, so really unfortunate there for Josh Adokar. In terms of guys to come in, look, another guy that was playing in this game and another guy that scored a hat-trick, Campbell Graham. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him, you know, obviously having Joseph Suali'i there. Um, people are talking about the loyalty of the NRL and blah, blah, blah. I think that's total crap, you know, 
it, you talk, you pick sides, you pick origin sides, you know, off the form of the season. You don't pick sides off loyalty to the NRL, off players that are going to union in two years' time. You know, he's still staying loyal to the Roosters. He's made it clear that he's staying loyal to the Roosters for those next two years, that he's staying in the NRL. I mean, people, I think, are going a bit wild. Obviously, we love having Joseph Suwali in our game. Uh, he's an amazing player. He does amazing things. He's playing amazing football, but people are giving him a lot of, a lot of criticism, you know, for taking that big contract to go to Union. Sonny Bill did the same thing and he came back um, just after it as well, obviously, with the Roosters for that last season. You know, Joseph Suwali, I don't think, if, if he does come back, I think he's not going to go anywhere else, anywhere else sorry, uh, but the Sydney Roosters. So, you know, I think he's made it clear that he's going to be loyal to them. I think that he's made it clear that he's loyal to the NRL for the next two years. I think that you do pick him. It, it does show loyalty. So, the, pe- the fact that people are questioning his loyalty, if he wasn't loyal, he'd already be gone. He'd already have gone to Rugby Union. That's what would, ha- would have happened if he wasn't loyal. He would have scratched his contract and gone to Union already. He's made it clear that he's loyal. Um, so, yeah, I-, I don't know why people are discussing things about his loyalty. Um, so, I think Joseph Suwali is definitely a big sort of contender for that wing spot there. But I think also Campbell Graham, if you're going to go down that route of not picking Suwali or, you know, something happens to Suwali, knock wood over the next few months, hopefully it doesn't. You know, Campbell Graham is a is a definite option. And you talk about loyalty in the New South, within the New South Wales Blues team. He's been in the squad. So is Joseph Suwali. So you could pick either one of those guys. Um, I would go Campbell Graham. Uh, I think that over the past few weeks, he's just been super consistent. Um, and I really love the style of play. If the sides were being picked tomorrow, I'd love to have Campbell Graham there on the wing. I think he's totally being slept on. I think he has to be there for me. Um, but yeah, look, in terms of this game, I thought he was sensational. I thought Latrell Mitchell was once sensational. Jesus Christ, can't get the words out today. Uh, but I also thought Cody Walker was great as well. We talked about the support play. He was fantastic as well, and, and he was really involved in those big moments, particularly in the try-scoring moments. I thought Cody Walker, I thought the Rabbitohs were great. Um, yeah, look, I was really impressed with the Rabbitohs. They got on a bigger roll. There's not really much else to say. Um, yeah, I think that, as we said before, Adokar's departure really opened up the attacking options for the Rabbitohs. They went down that right-hand side of the Rabbitohs, the left-hand side um, of the Bulldogs a number of times with Josh Adokar's absence. And we were sort of talking last week about, you know, the defense of Adokar and the defense of um, Paul Alamotti, who's there. Um, I thought Paul Alamotti, his defense has been great over the past few weeks. I think he lost a little bit of confidence with Josh Adokar coming off. And, you know, they didn't really have the defensive winger out there on that edge. Um, and that really hurt them there. The, the Bulldogs in South Sydney really, um, you know, they put a mirage down that left hand, the Bulldogs left hand side and uh, it really got them the win there. The Dogs pretty much struggled to regain uh, composure as well. There was obviously some big discipline issues. You didn't really see some discipline from their main guys, which, is, which was a bit of an issue for me. You know, if you want to be a top eight side, you want to have that composure and that discipline uh, from your main guys, particularly your captains. Uh, I just thought that, you know, obviously after Adokar went off, being a leader, and we've seen how much of a leader he's been over the past two seasons on that left-hand side for the Bulldogs. You know, when he came off, the composure, it sort of left. Uh, and look, yeah, it was very hard for the Dogs to get back in this game. They did open the scoring after the break, but, you know, they were their own worst enemies again, and they gave up a lot of ball and released pressure, you know, that they had put on in sets, which was quite disappointing. It was quite disappointing from the Bulldogs, to be honest. And the Rabbitohs scored five tries in the second half. And uh, and Latrell Mitchell, he scored 26 points in this game. Three 
points off the club record of 29 points in a game, which was insane. Uh, yeah, and Campbell Graham obviously also scoring a hat-trick in this game. And that hat-trick was in 10 minutes of football, which is even more insane for me. Uh, the Bulldogs have still not defeated the Rabbitohs on Good Friday since 2017. The Rabbitohs have now won 10 of their past 12 games against the Bulldogs. Uh, and Jacob Preston, obviously, during the game, was put on report for the hip-drop tackle uh, on Isaac Thompson. I know it was unlucky that Isaac Thompson got injured. And I think that we have really have to talk about this one. It was super unlucky that Isaac Thompson got injured in this game, but that was not a hit drop tackle. That was just super unlucky. There was nothing else he could have done in that situation, Jacob Preston. Uh, and yeah, it was not a hip drop tackle. They were sort of looking for excuses to take him off because Isaac Thompson got injured. I thought it was pretty poor. Um, and look, I'm not one to discourage the refereeing of the match officials, but it was quite poor, um, that decision. And it really somewhat cost uh, the Bulldogs the game in some aspects. You know, Jacob Preston has been on fire over the past few weeks. Joshua Carr coming off, him coming off. Um, there was just so many factors in this game that really hurt the Bulldogs, and that was definitely one of them. But that was not a hip drop tackle for me. Not a hip drop tackle at all. We've seen so many hip drop tackles. We've seen some real ugly ones as well. That was not one of those at all, and it was really unlucky. And this is coming from a South supporter at heart. Uh, that was not a hip drop tackle. It was super unlucky. Yes, that Isaac Thompson got injured. But, you know, it wasn't a hip drop tackle. Um, and look, thank God that Jacob Preston wasn't suspended for that one because that would have been probably one of the biggest controversies of the week, probably bigger than the two ACL injuries that we've just seen um, over the past few days. But look, a massive game from the South Sydney Rabbitohs in this one to get the win in a big way. Uh, the Cowboys v. the Dolphins was another little controversial one and really hurt the punter and the dribbler. It really did. It hurt the punter and the dribbler. Um, it hurt me and my punts and my, you know, tips in this, in this game. Um, I tipped the Cowboys. I thought that Scotty Drinkwater was going to get up and have a massive game. But the Dolphins, you know, they show how good of a side they are. And they ended up grabbing the 32-22 win. It was definitely unexpected for me. Um, you know, Valentine Holmes having a massive game. He nearly got all of his conversions. Uh, he had a few tackle busts. I think he had 12 tackle busts by the end of that game. And a losing side, he was fantastic, Valentine Holmes. Um, so, yeah, obviously you have his massive performance. Kyle Felt scored two tries. Uh, but then you have guys like Hamaso. Tubby Wifido scoring two tries. He scored in every single game the Dolphins have played to, even in the one they lost, which is insane. Uh, Jermaine Asako scored a hat-trick in this one, and he was phenomenal in this game as well. Um, there were some big efforts, especially when they have, obviously, their first and second string halves out in, you know, Sean O'Sullivan and Anthony Milford, and then for Cody Nicarima, who generally came into this season as a, num a number nine, you know, training in the off-season as a number nine, to come in and play five eight and absolutely kill it. I thought that was fantastic from him. Jeremy Marshall King at nine, I thought was amazing as well. Some of the contributions he made, some of the plays that he made as well and uh, his defense in this game as well was first class. 41 tackles with only two miss was insane from him. Super big effort there from Jeremy Marshall King. Um, you know, And as I said, Jermaine Asako, 161 meters, uh, three line breaks as well. I mean, even just looking at the stats now, Tamaso Tabiwafido 11 tackle busts in this game. Love and tackle break, sorry. I mean, that's fucking unbelievable there. Unbelievable 11 compared to obviously some of the wingers who only had one. You and Aiken had six. 
I mean, yeah, incredible game by the Dolphins here. Incredible. 32-22 to was the final scoreline in this one. Cowboys just outplayed in this game. I think that, obviously, Jermaine Asako sort of punished Brendan Elliott there on the wing. Not the usual guy you see on the wing. Obviously, Murray Talagi's out. Um, I think they really punished him there on that edge. Jermaine Asako, uh, obviously, one of the tries of a, uh, Isaiah Katoa kick. Uh, and then Asako out, jumps him and gets the ball, scores a try. You know, just simple stuff like that and, and sort of outworking Brendan Elliott on that edge there. Uh, it was a real disadvantage and I don't like to say that because I don't mind Brendan Elliott. I think he's a great player when he's on. Um, it was just unfortunate to see that he wasn't really, you know, executing those big defensive plays there for his side and uh, it cost them because, you know, Jermaine Asako scores three tries on his edge. Um yeah, look, Brendan Elliott's defense was a big thing in this game. Look, the Cowboys at some stages looked like they were creeping back in. I mean, Kyle Feltz try off the scrum really sort of um, made you think that the Cowboys were going to start to find their way back into this game. But the Dolphins, you know, the first half particularly was massive. And, and look, the Cowboys, I will like to credit their, you know, defensive intensity in the second half. They did lift a notch, you know, and they did keep the Dolphins scoreless in the second half until the 75th minute, which was a massive effort, a massive effort there from the Cowboys, a massive defensive effort uh, to go the whole, pretty much the whole second half uh, and back your defense like that and score a few tries late. Um, but yeah, look, Valentine Holmes, he was trying to will his side back into this game. He scored a try late too to try and get his side back into the game, but yeah, it was just, they were just not able to capitalize on their opportunities with the ball. And I think that's pretty much sums up the entire game. They just weren't able to capitalize on their opportunities with the ball. Um, I don't know if it was because Scott Drinkwater was fresh back into the side and they were just starting to get used to Tom Chester and his sort of play uh, or what, what was going on there for the Cowboys. And, um, you know, the Dolphins might have got inside their head, obviously, with Brendan Elliott. Jermaine Asako was scoring a lot of tries down his edge. Maybe the Dolphins got inside their heads here and uh, they just weren't able to execute. But it was, it was quite poor for from the Cowboys, to be honest. And yeah, as I said, just not able to capitalize on their opportunities with the ball. Uh, and they gave up too much ball to the Dolphins as well, particularly uh, in, a, in defense as well. There was a few penalties, uh, especially in the first half. But look, if the icing on the cake wasn't already on, I mean, I think the hammer try at the end was pretty much the cherry on top. Like, he just sealed the deal there. And obviously, the Cowboys not capitalizing on their opportunities, you know, giving up too much ball, you know, giving away penalties in defense, just simple things that gave the Dolphins the win there. And obviously, Jermaine Asako, with an outstanding performance in this game, obviously gets his side the win. And Jeremy Marshall King as well was fantastic. Um, I thought that Cody Nicarima coming into this side did a good job. So did Isaiah Katoa at seven. You know, there was a lot of concerns that Isaiah Katoa, he had a lot of pressure on himself going into that seven jersey, but, you know, they had a really good game in this one, a really good game, and uh, I think it just speaks on the development of the Dolphins at the moment coming into their first year in the competition and, you know, making Isaiah Katoa, well, not making him a a really good player because he always... always was. When they got him from Penrith, he was a fantastic player in that, you know, that World Club Series for Tonga. He was fantastic. We got glimpses of, you know, what we were coming to see. But, um, you know, having all that pressure on him coming into this year, uh, playing six, at starting the year at six over Anthony Milford as well. Uh, and then to get the starting seven gig, obviously with Sean O'Sullivan out, um, I, I was really impressed with his efforts in this game, Isaiah Katoa. So, awesome stuff there. Hammer, J- JMK, and obviously Isaiah Katoa got their 
their Dolphins the win over a, you know, average-looking Cowboys team that really need to work on capitalizing on those opportunities that they do have, both in attack uh, and defense as well. Well, 